The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week we'll be discussing Logan Lucky, the latest film from Steven Soderbergh. And with me this week, the man who I think now wins that he can never, ever be yelled at for missing a show because he's literally, literally <laughs> in the middle of a natural disaster. It's Peter Dancy <laughs> from the Rained Out Houston. How are you doing, Peter? Uh, thankfully, I am dry. I am safe. The, my friend's place that I'm at right now, we have not lost power, but like my heart and the, the little bit of money that I've been able to donate uh, goes out to anyone in Houston who has been displaced right now because I literally, not, not, not even when Hurricane Ike happened in like, 2000, like 2008, 2009, uh, I literally cannot imagine the shit that they're going through. So to anyone, to, so to any of our Houston listeners who have lost anything, God be with you, whoever, wh- whatever your faith be with you. And I hope that you get whatever help you need because, and, and, and of course citywide, because it's seriously needed. This has been some crazy shit. So, yeah. I I, I totally agree, Peter. So I'll just quickly say, if you want to help uh, donate to the Red Cross, you can text Harvey. That's H-A-V-R-E-Y to phone number 90999. So that's one nine one zero three nines. Text Harvey. Now donate ten bucks right from your phone. Goes right to your bill. You won't even notice that you paid it. Uh, so yeah, help us out because uh, my city's underwater. It makes me very very sad. But back to more fun matters. I think he's a little drier. We also have Trevor Flynn with us. How are you, Trevor? Yeah, I'm, I'm relatively. I guess I, I'm feeling thankful now. I uh, I just paid more for gas because gas prices are going up now. So yeah, not to make Take light that. of the That's situation, but it has affected me. Yeah, um, it's gonna affect everyone. I know. No, yep. it's it's actually Damn. a bigger deal than than me and my my gas bill. But. Uh, that's uh, I'm having a good day. <laughs> Relatively good day. Good, good. I will I will I will say to back off of that. I have all, I w- despite the flooding. I have also been having a good day because uh, here my friend is like it's a, it's actually like a few of us here and uh, and before we all hopped on, I was pretty much playing Jenga where 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 the rule of the rule of the house is is that if you lose you must take a shot. But I am very happy to say that through my extremely strategic and and uh, dickish playing. I have not. I, I I have not lost a game, even though I totally fucked over everyone else <laughs> by taking from like the most bottom rows, mo- most bottom rows of that tower. Uh, yeah, they can all go suck it. Nice. <laughs> Rules like this don't make as much sense to me because if you're not inebriated right now, you lose, right? I mean, I don't. I, mm. Yeah, all I right. think it's a. I think it's an exponential game, Trevor. Yeah. Like, the more you drink, the more you're gonna lose. And it's yeah, gonna that's a good point. That's yeah. A good point. Yeah. All right. Well, before we talk about Logan Lucky, we are going to talk about uh, trailers. So first, uh, the only trailer we're going to talk about this week is Last Flag Flying. Uh, this is the latest film from Richard Linklater, who's, of course, the director of Boyhood and the Before Trilogy, and most recently, Everybody Wants Some. And uh, usually he does sort of these um, 
roving, uh, dialogue-driven hangout movies. Um, he's kind of done ones with like kids and stuff like uh, Everybody Wants Some and Days and Confused and with you know young adults through middle age with uh, uh, the Before Trilogy. And now he's sort of doing one with, with elderly people or older people. And this is about uh, three uh, Vietnam veterans who come together to uh, uh, pick up uh, the body of one of their uh, sons and bring him back home. And it's sort of them reconnecting and talking about their experiences. And it's sort of also technically a secret sequel uh, to The Last Detail, a great Kyle Ashby movie. Um, though kind of a semi-sequel, it's sort of a weird one. It's like a, the book is a sequel to the book, but not really a sequel to the movie. And it's complicated. Mm. So um, what did you guys think of this trailer? I mean, I'm excited to see Brian Cranston in something that's not him and um, friggin' help me out here. Uh, um, no, no the the why him movie that he did with uh, oh James Franco yeah with James <laughs> Franco oh, yeah <laughs> right I for I literally put that movie out of my mind <laughs> oh my god I, I mean, forgot that he, existed okay since since Breaking Bad right he's done that he's right he's been in Godzilla just to die and yeah, it was great in Godzilla and he died like twenty minutes in yeah yeah that was Ugh. great um best part of the movie. Except because it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, ah. This is what I mean by that. So worst part of the movie. But um, that and he did he did like a offshoot of Breaking Bad like right after it ended where he was like the infiltrator or something where he had to play along with to expose a drug cartel. Right. Like that's I think that's all he's done since. Huh. Then. Yeah. So like, I don't know what what do you think Ben like this is a good kind of maybe different like we actually get to see Brian Cranston use those acting chops again in a role like this. Maybe. Oh, that's that's my hope. I mean, it's sort of interesting. You have two former comedic TV actors. Uh, we forget that Brian Cranston started with Malcolm in the Middle and Seinfeld. You know, some more comedic roles. Yeah, sure. And, point. Um, and uh, obviously Steve Carell from The Office. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's 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 one of those things when you have an actor you like and then they just pick roles and you're just like, ah, dang it. Uh, right. Jeremy Renner. I just watched a movie called Wind River. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, he acted again. It was so, it's been so long. He's always just Hawkeye or, or Hansel and Gretel or something like that. And yeah, I guess that's like, all he's had time for for the past 10 years. Exactly. And it's like, oh, wow, look, acting. Um, so I agree. I hope that uh, – I, I don't think Cranston's, like, takes poorly. I think, like, something like playing Dalton Trumbo makes sense or something like that. But, like, he's just – I agree. Oh, he's, yeah, he's... dude. I forgot about Trumbo and freaking All the Way. That's my favorite thing that I've seen him in since. It's like I a screen presence in, in a feature-length film. That's that's my favorite, definitely. I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch that because I have not seen Trumbo yet, surprisingly. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's just like a <clears> classic <throat> sort of Oscar bait movie to me. And it's just like right. I don't know, inventive about it. So. Yeah, and like and like with Lauren with Lawrence Fishburne, I haven't. I haven't, uh, at least to my memory, I have not seen him in anything since, and God, this is going to be a long-ass time ago, but I don't care. Uh, I haven't seen him in anything, in any recent film since, like, Aquila and the Bee, and that was a long-ass oh, wow. time ago. That was a long-ass time ago. The last thing I saw him in was uh, Hannibal. He was in the TV show Hannibal, and he's excellent mm. in that. That would, be why I, that would be why I haven't seen him in that, because I just, I don't watch a lot of TV these days. My, 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 my viewing pleasure consists mostly of YouTube and, like, random shit on Netflix. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it. Uh, is there anything else to say for our last flag flying before we move on? Uh, 
Uh, I, I, I just want I just want to say it, and, and I, I messaged this to everyone uh, ear, earlier when you when you posted the trailer, Ben. Uh, to, to me, to me, this is like this is like the film that is that as opposed to Cars Three, which was like marketed towards children, but in reality isn't for them. This is a movie that's like actually meant for the dads and uncles and also grandfathers of those children from Cars Three, but like the film actually knows it. And 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 then and with with the three the three main actors, I'm actually like excited to see this movie. Like, it, like this looks like a really interesting kind of um, introspective film. So it's like I'm I'm looking forward to this when it comes out. Excellent. All right. Well, for you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save ten percent on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. So for those who don't know, Loot Crate is a uh, monthly subscription box service. You give them, you know, a bunch of cash and uh, probably a comically large, uh, uh, it's not comically large, I'm just kidding. It's a nice cheap bag, maybe a few shekels here or there. And uh, they send you a box of cool, nerdy stuff. And each month there's a box with all kinds of different themes and different objects. And you never know what you're going to get. And a lot of it is exclusive to Loot Crate. So you can never find the stuff in stores. And besides, who wants to go to stores? Stores are boring. I'm tired of stores. I want stuff shipped to my bo- my house and for Loot Crate to tell me what I'm going to like. You and the economy. <laughs> me and the economy. <laughs> exactly. I just bought seven <laughs> pounds of of popcorn and you're the problem i'm sorry i know no stop every pause stop everything seven pounds of popcorn seven seven pounds of uncooked amish popcorn it was 15 bucks on amazon well wait 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 pause everything again amish popcorn it's got an amish person on it it says like it's from amish country i don't know i don't I, i don't know if amish people know how to make plastic bags so it's probably just a marketing thing but maybe Maybe Amish people sell it to the people who bag it with the industrial machines. That's I don't br- know. Oh my god! That- I'm gonna go. If this is an LA thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. If this is an LA thing. That I, I bought. You can buy it off Amazon. You can, you can find that stuff in Kentucky. Well, <laughs> well, sure well then, well then, I'm gonna guess that most people who buy it are e- either live in LA, are from LA, or That's have probably friends true. who, or have friends <laughs> who are from LA. That is probably absolutely true. Well, unfortunately, Loot Crate won't send you popcorn, but they will send you other cool, nerdy, and neat stuff. So again, if you want to try it, you can try. Go to trylootcrate.com slash gang and enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% off your first box. So again, that is trylootcrate.com slash gang and a promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. All right. This week, we are talking about Logan Lucky. The synopsis is, in West Virginia, family man Jimmy Logan teams up with his one-armed brother Clyde and sister Melly to steal money from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. Jimmy also recruits demolition expert Joe Bang to help with the break to help them break into the track's underground system. Complications arise when a mix-up forces the crew to pull off the heist during the most popular NASCAR race of the year while also trying to dodge a relentless FBI agent. But really, it's not to last 20 minutes. Uh, what did you... So, um, this is sort of the return to form for Steven Soderbergh, who uh, I think most people, the film he's probably seen the most, and the film that's going to remind most people the most, is Ocean's Eleven, a very classic heist movie that I still contend is the most watchable movie ever made i think that movie you can sit me down at any part of that movie and i will watch the whole thing from beginning to end true wherever you start me 
Um, so I'm curious through you guys, uh, if you do know Ocean's Eleven, which you better, uh, did this have anywhere near the same level of inventiveness or cleverness and fun? Please, Ben, Ocean's Eleven, like the soundtrack to that movie was one of the first CDs I owned. Like, yeah, I, really? I know right. Ocean's Eleven. I'm with you. Like, it would be on TBS I mean, all the time. And that, if you like, had cable, you know Ocean's yeah. Eleven. I mean, no, yeah. yeah. If you no, if you were breathing and knew of the existence of Brad Pitt and George Clooney and Matt Damon, you know Ocean's Eleven. Also, I'm just gonna say to your synopsis, Clyde is not one armed; he is one handed. Yes, That's right. Get it right. That's right. This synopsis is incorrect. Not You're you, Ben. The synopsis. Correct. I know it's not you. Yeah, I, I, I feel that in honor of Clyde, I should just, you know, correct you on that. He still has an arm. He yes. still has two arms. He just lost one of his hands. <laughs> you must be so glad that Adam Driver didn't lose his hand, like at least yet, in Star Wars, because you know everyone would be like, "That's literally no, it's Kylo." <laughs> that was literally my thought. I was just like, "Adam Driver, you must have chosen this role specifically because of that." And if so, I applaud you, sir. <laughs> but yeah, what'd you guys think of the film? I liked it. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to separate from like once I've realized that. Steven Soderbergh is the guy who made Ocean's Eleven. It's like, oh yeah, that's why this uh, all feels so familiar. Um, but there's I mean, even a nice little uh, little joke where they mention that the heist is called uh, Ocean Seven Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they yeah. had their own byline in the movie. Didn't but, mind that at all. Actually, did did <clears throat> not bother me really. I liked that. Yeah, but yeah. So you liked it? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I had a good time. Um, I kind of need to see it again. It's one of those heist movies where it pulls the thing at the end where it's like, oh, see, you thought that they didn't do this, but they actually did this. And uh, I just, you know, kind of, if you, I'm, I'm saying this hypothetically, but you have to, if you have to duck out to the bathroom for like that, that like crucial, that crucial uh, denouement moment, you kind of, you kind of miss, you kind of miss right. literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think, I think the heist denouement might be my one big flaw with the movie but first we'll get to peter what do you think peter this was i i thought this was a fun movie i mean like me go, go going into it and i and i will be honest i forgot that that soderbergh was the was, is the man behind ocean's eleven when i went into it i will i so i apologize to both the two of you and all of our listeners i forgot that going into it until i looked it up afterwards but like i i at least had the thought but even with that i was like this is a fun movie just like a fun heist movie in like in a, in a different setting where it's not where it's not necessarily what you what one would consider like you know high profile but 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 like just the number the, the, the number of steps that they had to take to pull the shit off i was like this is good shit yeah it's it's sort of interesting that like it just so happened before i saw this movie uh because i am a la movie hipster I was watching a bunch of movies by a French director called Jean-Pierre Melville, who is the 70s or six, did a lot of movies in the 60s and 70s in France. And he, he did a lot of American style movies in a very French way. Mm. Um, uh, Le Samurai is basically like, if you love drive, watch Le Samurai. It's like where all of it comes from. Um, and so he loved his cool guys and his gangsters. And it's so interesting to compare French because another movie, uh, heist movie called Rafifi. It's also one I watched this last week before called Le Cirque Le Rouge. Interestingly in both the French way of doing a heist movie is the heist goes perfectly. Everyone is like the best at their jobs. They nail it. Nothing goes wrong. And then they all kill each other afterwards. Like that is <laughs> wait, the, wait, wait, that, wait, what? Yeah. Like that is the, that is how that always works. Like they, they get all the money and then they all die and the money go like flies away in the wind or whatever. Like that is the French answer. 
And I love that it's such an interesting version of the American version, the Soderbergh version, which is like the heist is the problem. Like everything's going wrong. There's a new complication. Something's fucked up. Can't trust this guy. Who's that guy doing? And then always there's that great twist. We're like, aha, you thought that happened, but this happened and everyone gets away perfectly. Um, and, and I miss that a little bit. It's been a depressing sort of, you know, couple weeks in the news. And uh, it was just an enjoyable experience to just go to a movie uh, particularly in a very sad summer, we've had like movies that I liked, but movies like War for the Planet of the Apes and, yeah. and uh, uh, dour movies like that, where it's like this movie was just about robbing NASCAR and then getting away with it, and they even like sort of perfectly made it so that every no one got hurt. Where like they pointed out like the insurance agencies when they actually robbed, and like this lady they have to like screw her over with this like whole cake scheme. They give her like money at the end too, and it's like that was ah, sweet. Everybody got away. I found that part uh, adorably I mean, sweet. Yeah, no, me too. I like that, and I don't know. I, and I'll I'll admit this is hypothetically the part you could miss a little bit if you had to if you just if you couldn't hold it and you just had to go to the bathroom during the denouement. But um, like. Um, <laughs> I know I love that. Uh, to me, it was kind of like because uh, the part that I got where the uh, executive of the racetrack or the insurance company or whatever is talking to um, um, uh, FBI Hillary agent Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah, Hillary Swank is is like being all like slimy and being like, oh, we just don't know how much money it was, you know. Uh, so like, it's like everybody profited off of this lie. That's that's why I want right. to. I want to fight you back a little bit on like the uh, the statement that like the idea that this movie isn't political. I don't think it's trying to be political or anything, but like, oh, oh I mean, to, to what extent can does like every film about rednecks now just feel political, you know? And then they have the whole moment. Where I, I that's a loaded statement. I don't know if anyone wants to react to that, but like, I, the, the, there's on top of that the idea that um, you know the uh, the the two goons have like this joke of an ethical concern just like well, we need a we need an ethical reason <laughs> <Ethical> reason <laughs> <laughs> it's a robin nascar's like robin america and there was just such a fucking line and then there's like the very i saw the moment with the national anthem and it's like i i don't know it's just between i mean this ben when you're comparing like the french heist versus like the american one and that kind of like everything goes smoothly perfectly thing because everyone's like great at their job thing it just makes me think i don't know i'm, I'm kind of comparing this movie to american hustle a little bit in that same kind of vein of like there's this kind of lie that everyone participates in and that's what makes the con go off is like this metaphor for the american dream type thing i'm spitballing a lot y'all can right. step in to stop me anytime now <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's interesting that you bring up that it is hard to almost ahead, escape politics at this, this point. And it's sort of interesting because a lot of people have read Trump and era analogies into movies. But movies, the way they work is they all sort of were generally made before that. They all started production before uh, he was elected or even maybe before, right before the run-up. Right. Um, and so we're not going to really see the, the actual Trump political movies uh, until like 2018, 2019, yeah. especially. I don't know. I feel like I feel like people can like still sneak some 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 dialogue lines in at the very least, though, right? Oh no, like, yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, ADR like, or something like that. But it's just yeah, the I mean, way like they, the production yeah, like they, happens. They, they, cer- they certainly can if, if they decide to do like a kind of semi last minute reshoots. But but at least on the whole, like in, like we're not going to see like anything major until like you know like next year yeah. or year after. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, yeah, I see and what certainly you're this year we have like a 
a movie that Spielberg is making about the Pentagon Papers. I'm sure that will in no way <laughs> relate to modern day at all. Y'all um, need to tell me about that afterwards because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> well, I'll just say that it stars Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, so your parents are going to see it. That's Ooh, all I'm going to see Oh my that. god. You're... You, you you just you can't keep your dad and mom away. It's but, nope. but Mark um, Rylance has to show up somewhere. He's his new muse. Oh, he's in it. He's in it. Oh, he is. Yeah, of course, of course he is. Yeah, of course he's in it. <laughs> of course Are you he's kidding in me? It. Um, Bob Odenkirk is also in it, which I love. So it's I'm sold. Be, I'm sold. Um, but anyways, I think what I um, what I love about Soderbergh's style is that it's all about the details for him, and it's all about sticking with certain characters i love the fact that they do this whole thing where this clever bit where they have to get joe bang who was daniel craig's character which i loved <laughs> it was oh, great yeah. to see him just be a ham bone again oh yeah um and and uh you know they have the whole bit is they have to sneak him out of prison and make it seem like he was in prison the entire time so they fake this whole elaborate it's like a second height so they have to fake this whole elaborate right. um um break out of jail and then start a riot so they think he's stuck <clears> behind a wall where they can't see him or something and in a normal movie, you do the riot and then you'd come back later, but we stick with the riot and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like the rioters plans and this whole bit where they go off on where they're like demand all the books of Game of Thrones and they can't believe the warden that the okay, Game they of don't Thrones know. books are finished. Because they've been incarcerated. They don't know. Thought, I <laughs> literally thought of y'all like a feast for bros when that happened. I was just like, where are they? I wish I was watching this with them because this is the kind of shit that y'all would be screaming like the book should have been released already no oh, i fucking lost it the warden is like i'm reading the wikipedia page they were not published and the guy's just like the, the four elected form is like that's bullshit i just oh i love because it, it that is was that, was such that good... line that uh, one line that's bullshit i was like yes it is trust us the public knows or they set this tiny, tiny fire and the entire fire department has to show up for it. Oh, like, it was a great shot. Pathetically small. Yeah. I just appreciate that, that he sort of follows these characters and sticks with them and, and kind of gives a little bit of humanity even to like the, the smaller, more supporting characters, which I... Like, I felt so bad for the, that lady who they ruined her cake. Where they had this, She just gives this wonderful line where they have this whole thing where like they bring her cake so she they put it in her thing and it's the, how they figured out how the, the tubes go, where they're supposed to go. It's very complicated. They give her a like, payout. But they give her a payout, and also they just this great moment where like she comes back and like it's locked out, and the cake is stuck inside the vault, and she just gives this great line of, "Oh, I want to eat my cake," and I'm like, yeah. I'm "Right?" Because <laughs> like her car got hit, and it's like, "Oh." What do you think in general of like the the way they use these big name actors? It's sort of interesting. Like Soderbergh gets huge names, and you have people like Hilary Swank in it for like twenty minutes, you know. I liked that a lot, how they didn't, like, I mean, this has the Ocean's Eleven feel, but none of the, like, star-stuffed power thing, you know, like, I, I've never right. seen, I've never seen the actress that plays, um, like, the sister, um, I can't even remember her name. Or Riley Keough. Oh, Melly. Yeah, Melly, yeah, 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 I've never yeah. seen her before. She was played by, uh, uh, Riley Keough, who I've seen in, like, a few indie movies and stuff. Yeah, she's and then, a little bit more of a... Adam Driver, this is my favorite Adam Driver performance probably since I saw I, him just I thrashing a radio with girls. What'd you say, Peter? What? I know I was just saying, like, I actually have to agree. Like, this is like one of my favorite roles that I've ever seen him in. Like, it was just oh, a was fun so time. so perfect for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I adore his his moment where he has to like run a car to get arrested. He has to run a car into a convenience store, yeah. and then he just he just walks out and starts to buy chips. It was too he just pulls funny. a bag of chips and just sets it down ever so like ever so gently, just like this is what I want. <laughs> he has to do a tough job too because he's basically the crux of like you think. Uh, that Channing Tatum has betrayed everybody and then you find out what actually happened afterwards, you know, and you have to like put a lot on where he, he almost has the entire movie be this like kind of blank slate ish character mm-hmm. or like who doesn't reveal a lot about himself, you know, be just for the fact that like when you get to that point, you have to like think like, uh, maybe he did betray him and he's super pissed off at him or maybe he's just covering for him, you know? Right. Um, and again, I think it's also the intelligence is great when you hear like redneck, robbery you think like it's going to be a bunch of bumbling uh raising arizona style foolish shenanigans i think and tell me if you agree i think that's part of the reason the twit the standard twist at the end actually kind of does work is because the idea is that you're underestimating them because the movie makes it look like you know they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and aren't actually that and because they're rednecks that's like the joke kind of is that they their plan is not that agree. elaborate. I would agree. Yeah, I think it's just. I think my my whole thing is that it wasn't as. I mean, it just it was so complicated that all it came down to was there was one other person involved. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my only thing with like. Yeah. That the the, the big twist was like, oh, one person came when they all left. But I did like the whole like reveal of how the gate was broken and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, there still was like that nice stuff. It just doesn't have quite that Ocean's Eleven thing where she you know goes like, that's the thing in a casino. Someone's always watching. You're like what? <laughs> you know, like the first time you've seen it you just lose your mind <laughs> but it can't all be oceans 11 i understand even oceans 12 and 13 are oceans 11 even though i enjoy those films no i thought yeah they're still, no, those are still fun we shouldn't we shouldn't debate the relative merits of oceans 11 12 and 13 that's that's just a waste of time i was about to say <laughs> that's an evergreen podcast I, yeah i was about to say like the 13 better than 12 but then there's the nose bit i just i, I don't know they both have their oh. <laughs> they both have their bits yeah <laughs> Yeah, they definitely have their bits. Hey, Channing Tatum was also in this with like uh, a limp and a beard and a mustache. He was good. Uh, he was great. So I'm so I'm just gonna bring up a point that Ben messaged to me like after he <laughs> saw true. it, but before I did. But then I immediately coming out of this film can totally corroborated and agree with him. Uh, Channing Tatum totally down to raise a kid with him after this film oh my god like oh don't you want to be his husband (laughs) oh my lord i am totally down to raise a kid with channing tatum after this film like i thought i was before like (laughs) but now i'm just like dude this man is a great father i I thought i thought you were about to say the exact opposite i thought you were about to say like he's just like he does not rock facial hair he's just like almost not the same person or something like superficial like that i know no i I, I underestimated your your no no even with the facial hair and like the slight beer belly and the limp i'm just like dude i'm down let's do it (laughs) let's raise a child (laughs) and i'm someone who doesn't want to and i'm someone who at least right now at least for right now doesn't want to have kids (laughs) <laughs> but if it's Channing, you're like, ah, oh, right. Oh, yeah, I'm just right. like, yeah, you know, yeah, let's do it. It is. No, he makes he makes you want to be a dad a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, they just chilling. You know, like you know, I, I have a fantasy too. You're like, oh, you got to show him like all the all the like the best songs, and she's just like, well, why do you like the song? Is it the story? He's like, well, no, you know, I like the song just because it's a song, but I also like the story. I don't know what that like that prelude to the, that prologue to the movie. 
really yeah. like I feel like that's like some meta commentary on the movie or something if this if this film is that smart I don't know I need to watch I do want to watch it again because I feel like it almost is that like elevating but at the same time it just wants to have fun and that's fine you know yeah, like I'm, I'm trying yeah. to read no, more into it and maybe it's there but it's certainly one of one of Soderbergh's more uh, visceral pleasures which is sort of interesting because like he made it independently and he did all the own advertising himself and the results were not great oh, he did box office yeah he, he edited all of his own trailers yeah ben i'm surprised and, and, you hadn't wow. brought that up right yet this is going to revitalize the mid-budget movie right everybody's saying like sober that's, quit because he got I frustrated with he was the, hoping. his producers farting in the kitchen as he put it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and now he's back yeah uh i i hope it doesn't dissuade him or make him go back uh because for those who don't know he retired quote unquote retired but no one ever believed it because that man is a workaholic who can just not stop until he drops dead yeah and i love him for it because he's a great director but uh he's just he's never going to stop um he literally shoots and edits and directs and uh does cinematography for all of his own movies the man is insane he's just not going to stop it's never going to happen so um he did quit and he retire he did the tv show the nick which i think you watched the nick trevor didn't you nope not that that's not 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 me i'm not that hip i, I wouldn't even know where to um, watch it um and uh, but now he's this is his first one he made since I think Beyond the Candelabra, the Liberace movie, I think was last yeah, that's the other thing. Um, and um, yeah, and, and sort of the reason he quit was this this whole thing about uh, what a lot of filmmakers have lamented the death of the mid budget movie, which is sort of your 30 to 70 million dollar range. Uh, that's kind of where movies can tend to be not as much like blockbusters and big explosion shoot 'em ups, but also need a lot more money than your quiet mumblecore three guys in a room you know talking for an hour and a half ah. uh sort of situation and there's sort of a sense that you can only do one or the other right now in hollywood you can either make a movie for 200 million dollars or one million dollars mm-hmm. like you look at somebody like colin trevor who makes a movie like safety not guaranteed for one million he goes on to make jurassic world for 200 million there's no like progression anymore where like christopher nolan made like a movie for he directed safety then... is not guaranteed he did and yeah. then he did jurassic <laughs> world right after what the was hell the movie right after what? <laughs> yeah that is a switch yeah. oh my that's God. how that works now that's that's um, crazy and and so Soderbergh was trying to sort of do his own thing and it's really sad that like he marketed it directly to the south and like the midwest he uh edited his own trailers and the movie just came with a big dud and it's really unfortunate and i don't really know what to say it's sad that <laughs> it didn't work out um but i think it is a case of of as, as much as studios suck they have the power of of just blast marketing behind them you know what i mean yep. like you just you can't escape a movie like oceans 11 in 2001 getting advertised like on every billboard and george Clooney's face was on every goddamn bus in the world sure. it felt like you know and uh it's it's unfortunate but that is the world we live in so yeah, hopefully it, netflix can save us <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's one and it's one of those things that like I, I'm, I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if even even though it is soderbergh like just even with his name behind it because it doesn't have the whole oceans insert number here uh as the title it's like that may have like kept people from being like okay this is a, this is a formula that we should know so i'm pretty much so i'm fairly certain that you can like that, that you can bet your ass that, 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 you know, next year for Oceans 8, more people will come out because it is, because this will be Oceans insert number here instead of like, right. you know, Logan Lucky. Like it, it'll this be something that people know. Even, it will be, it, it will be a name that people will know rather than like, this is a formula and director that you should be 
very, very familiar with. Oh, dude, I hope I hope they're not gonna try to get a sequel out of this. That doesn't sound like. Oh, Ocean's. Oh, what, 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 Logan Lucky? Yeah, no, I, I mean, <clears throat> I hope not. You know, I mean, I mean, I, even, even though they totally set it up with that ending, uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of have to agree. Like, I, I do. It, it's, it's one of those things where it's, where it's like, if you, if you had asked me, like maybe three, four, five years ago, about, about, about uh, Pixar's The Incredibles, but before they announced Incredibles two, I would have been like in total agreement. Where it's like, I want them to, but I also don't want them to because this one was so damn good. Yeah. It's true. It's true. The, uh, I, think, yeah. I think part of the cliffhanger is just um, also that Ocean's Eleven form. I mean, it's right down to like when you see him driving away and uh, Cherry Benedict's guys are still following him behind in a convertible right. <laughs> on the highway. Right. And the first one, it's the same thing. Uh, Hillary Swank shows up and, in the bar and she's making eyes. And I Do you think she wanted to hook up with Adam Driver or was she doing like her undercover thing? It could be either. It's I thought she was still ending. doing undercover stuff. Yeah. I thought that that's what that was. That yeah. She, was, I, I, she yeah. couldn't I, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's part undercover, part like I am just so fascinated by these people and I am so kind of down and out from being like taken off this case that I am now even with even without doing like undercover investigation i'm just now like semi 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 obsessed with oh. this group of people I, I i thought of a political third option uh let's hear it joy trevor go let's for hear it. it uh uh it could be you know sort of your liberal elite being upset that uh they got won over by what their view is dumb hicks you know oh and she just can't believe that that dumb hicks outsmarted her you know she's the fbi the smartest graduate person, you know, from the the field, and she got beaten by, you know, a guy who works construction and a guy with no hand uh, who works in a bar. Um, I like that. I like that. And you know yeah, what else I, I want to say? I want to bring up like, and I'm I'm maybe forcing a parallel here, but this is like the comedy version of Hell or High Water a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, is I there just a whole genre of redneck heist movies that I'm unaware of? And these are just the most recent well, two in, in in entries. I think in so the genre, because. But... I think this one didn't have as much, but Hell or High Water definitely was 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 talking about the bailout, you know, which which hit rural towns a lot harder than it hit um, uh, coastal cities. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, and and this one didn't have as much of it, but I definitely could see that element of it where it's like you know, all the rich people who come down to middle of nowhere to go to the NASCAR Motor Speedway and then like mm. spend all their money and then leave, you know. And I think that's kind of why Seth MacFarlane, unfortunately, is in this movie. Oh my God, that yeah. was him. I knew it was I, him. I couldn't believe uh, what it actually was. I, yeah, he was bad. God, why? <laughs> because he was he, really bad. Because Seth MacFarlane is at that point in his career, his long, his now long career, where he now feels like he needs to stick his neck in everything. Yeah. He was in Sing. Why? Why he would he? wasn't. Oh my <laughs> God. Why can't he just right. do what he's good at? I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do your own movies. <laughs> well, but I don't want him to do that either because A Million Ways to Die in the West was like just awful, except for the one joke that was worth me going to that movie. And that's when Doc Brown shows up in the barn with the DeLorean, and it is fucking that's hilarious. That's such a Seth MacFarlane joke, but too. You know? I know. <laughs> like, I know. It's such a. No, like. I agree I'm, it's funny because he showed up. But no, like, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm at, like, uh, just to bring back up the hurricane, I'm at my friend's place, and so I've been I've, I've been watching like a shit ton of TV on Hulu and Netflix. I've watched a bunch of American Dad and a bunch of American Dad and Family Guy. Never in my life have I ever watched this much in a row consistently, like just in one go. Um, this dude has like one formula 
fam insert family kind of cue up semi simpsons lore but not well lore is the wrong word whatever feelings that's the, uh, that's a better word but not the best word uh but 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 the, but the main difference is but the main difference is that the husband peter and stan in both instances are fucking idiots do everything wrong I disagree. by their families huh <laughs> I, I i disagree and this is because this is a conversation that jack and i've had multiple times where we agree that oh, american dad is like definitely better than family guy oh, first no, of all because there's a plot i agree second better. of all the main difference between american dad and peter is that peter is just a dumb stupid idiot and american dad is just an insecure <laughs> cis white male and it's just fun to see him right like okay, <laughs> go I, through okay. all this I, I will agree shit. with that i will agree with that but, i will uh, agree with that but yeah i, I wouldn't uh. <laughs> i i do I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't marathon seth mcfarlane i'll i'll agree with you there yeah <laughs> well sure. i yeah. well for that i don't don't blame me blame the people who i have been with and who want to do that instead instead of doing what instead of doing what i want to do and let me finish the and let me finish the second half of the, uh, marvel's the defenders on netflix because i got through four episodes and they were like let's do american dad i'm just like give me four more hours damn it this is four give me four just more hours more. damn it we have just all four. weekend like we have an indefinite amount of time right now <laughs> this is this it's, is uh... this is netflix this is the future it's it's their uh... fault it reminds me when I was stuck uh, with my roommates and nowhere to go, and he watched Chronicles of Riddick three times in one day. I'm <laughs> sorry, like one movie. <laughs> yeah, he would he would finish Chronicles of Riddick, then a group of friends would come in and be like, "Oh, Chronicles of Riddick, I love that movie." And he's like, "Let's watch it again." Oh God! <laughs> so That's like one time at my girlfriend's times. parents' house, just on Fourth of July, we we're hanging out, you know, before all the festivities actually happen after dark, and you know, you're just doing your prep. Day. For food and everything. Yeah, and Independence Day is on TV. Yeah. And it starts oh, over. Yeah. And then it starts over again. And you're just like, well, it's Independence Day. We might as and well watch it. Oh, yeah. Like now I've seen that movie way yeah. too many times. <laughs> you know, you know the Christmas story, how they do it twenty four hours? Like literally every year they would show it once and everyone would get really mad that they only showed it once. So they're like, Fine, here's twenty four fucking hours God, when are you gonna be tired of it? <laughs> and, so then, stupid. and then people loved it so much that they just did it every year. Like, oh. it's just this is this is what holidays mean in America. Just like the one stupid ass movie. <laughs> yeah, it's that just... one movie what's well, the stupid movie we gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well I hope I hope Logan Lucky becomes that movie for some people. But let's it, score it, it, it should. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, one more Let's thing one more thing i need to, i'm sorry you're okay. you're hosting and i'm and trying to wrap this up and i'm interrupting but katie holmes i like katie holmes in this movie it's supposed to be somebody yes. else that played that role and i thought she was great can we please yeah, yeah she was really talking about that yeah i haven't seen katie in a while yeah. she's I'm, I'm other than in batman begins i tend to like her in movies yeah right like, like i don't think i like, have a good like positive examples of her like batman begins is probably the only other one i can think of off the top of my head and uh, <laughs> i was pleasantly surprised by that yeah. All right. Oh no. Okay. Well, one. 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 Oh last my god. One. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But also, this I'm is what sorry. happens when we go off on tangents. Uh, let me just people. say, uh, Sebastian Stan. Oh, his his bit was great. His bit was great. I was just like, so this is what the Winter Soldier does when he's not under when he's not on ice. Can't you believe that's, that's that's what Marvel actors actually have to do? Like this whole thing is about how like my operating system has to be perfect, and I'm like, that's this must be what Chris <laughs> Evans' life is like. <laughs> Uh, I no, can't, yeah. When he I showed, soda when he showed up and they were like doing yoga and meditating and everything, I was just like, "Is this what T'Challa and Chris and is this what T'Challa and Steve Rogers had you do? When, you know, when you're not on ice, cool. <laughs> just do NASCAR for a couple years. I can roll with that shit." <laughs> All right, can we score? 
And we're good. Yes, that's all I got. I'm sorry, I'm done. No, I'm Jerry Gergich was also in this movie, guys. We gotta talk about Jerry <laughs> Gergich. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Jeff Gordon right. was in this movie. Dude, that was that was a cameo. <laughs> there were a lot of NASCAR cameos. Soderbergh likes to do that. Um my favorite example is the informant where he thought this story was so it's based on a true story, but the guy is such like a crazy weird dude that all the supporting cast is played by stand up comedians. So, like, if oh. you're a fan of stand-up comedy like me, you'll see people like Paul F. Tompkins and Andy Daly and a bunch of other uh, stand-ups you'll recognize. So, he likes to do that. Very he nice. likes to play Very around nice. that Soderbergh. All right. Scores. We're doing it. Trevor, go. <laughs> uh, eight. It was funny. It was moving. It was a good summer movie. Good time, I think. I, I've, I've been trying to overthink it. I'm not sure if there's anything there to overthink. I need to watch it again. I really like John Denver. And that, that scene was kind of... Mm-hmm. I. It, I, I'm not gonna say I teared up because it was a really cloying moment, but like it worked for me. Whenever yeah. she changes yeah. and she decides not, to, I mean, of course it's gonna move me if she decides not to sing "Umbrella" and goes with John Denver. Of course okay. that's going to move <laughs> yes. me. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> right. Eight out of ten. That's totally fair. And I also like that it, nobody gets like um, too musical. Everyone's kind of like janky, can't quite sing along with it, but everyone sings along with it kind of silently. I like that. Yeah. I like when people sing along in movies. All right, Peter. Okay, I was going to give it a 7.5 because because this movie is fun. It's entertaining. I like the twist at the end where it's like, where, where, where I like the twist in which where Tana Tatum's like, we're going to tell them what they need to know. And then you, and you find out all the shit that they did like kind of behind the scenes. So where it's like, okay, this is how shit really went down. But I'm going to give a half, I'm going to give an extra half point for my final score as an eight because uh, total emotional, total emotional roller coaster ride with a Channing Tatum and his daughter. That was great. And especially at the end, especially at the end, like, like Trevor mentioned uh, at the pageant where, where, where his ex-wife just turns around and it's just him standing in shadow, just like look like looking at nothing else, but his daughter. It's just like, that's a moment. That's a That's fucking good. moment, and I yes, live it for it. Yes, it is. That was really good. Uh, I feel bad. I'm a little bit less than you guys, and I don't really have any good reason other than, like, maybe I'm trying to be a little more lenient on my scores. It's okay. But, Sometimes uh, Peter and I are easy. Yeah, that's fine. That's all right. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, but I love this movie as much as you guys. Like, it's 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 fun. I guess maybe that's why. It's just, it's just fun with, like, it's a very classic movie. It's kind of the movie I want to see more of um or at least maybe interspersed with the blockbusters um not to say all blockbusters are bad i'm not gonna be a grumpy old man about that stuff um but it's 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 just a very classic 3x structure you have that wonderful little payoff moments like like the john denver stuff like uh you see like at one point she opens like the trunk and there's like firemen helmets you're like why are there firemen helmets and then they sneak in as firemen right. later. you're like oh that's yeah clever. that's you good know, like, yeah 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 you just get nice little little payoffs like that that just enough movies don't do anymore unfortunately like and, the fact uh, that the asshole like stepdad joked oh yeah you should take it for a ride sometime and she does <laughs> like, right i right, love exactly. that bit the second the second he pulled up in that blue car was just like i think i know where this is going can we also point out that's the same asshole dude who uh, dated Pam in the first few seasons of The Office, like her fiance? Wait, what? Like that's all he plays. Yeah. <laughs> all oh my he plays god, is, you're like, right. Dickheads. <laughs> that poor guy. I don't know. It's something about his face. People just wanted to be like a jerk. He's so cute, but um, he's a jerk. I know. I know. So, um, maybe just like I-, I wanted the heist to be a little more clever. Maybe a few more uh, emotional beats. Uh, I felt like it was just driving towards it. I knew as soon as like you know, and and this is the disadvantage of payoffs. Like as soon as Daniel Craig says something like about I, you know, put a bunch of cash under a tree, you're like he's gonna find the cash tree and later, you know. But it it works and it's payoff and it's enjoyable and it's just one of those like fun, 
classic kind of summer movies I miss. You know, like I I, I love me some 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 explosions, but you know, I also love me some heist and some cleverness and some good comedy. Um, so I say, yeah, if you know, watch it while it's still in theaters at the very least. I think we'd all agree on that. That like, it's unfortunate this movie isn't making more money because it's 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 better than fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. You know? yeah. so, like, it's, it's, you're gonna say, get a lot more out of it. It's it's better it's better than I'd say a lot more that's in theaters right now. So yeah, and right now is doldrums. Last weekend was the worst weekend in box office history in 15 years. Oh so like, my god! Do yourself a favor and watch the one good movie out until maybe it. Like, cause you got nothing. Yeah, else. Like, they're, they're, they're really at, at least for what I know that is coming up on the horizon as far as films in America for 2017. Yeah. Ain't much else happening until like October, November. We ain't got shit happening. Yeah, it's pretty much this, and then it, and then nothing. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's okay. You can go see a play and uh, revitalize. Oh, yeah, the, that too. Uh, the theater industry. You know, should do that. Yeah, That's seriously, true. support support the local do that, theater. But I don't. Seriously, That's expensive. That's a good point. I'm, I'm surrounded by theaters that I should go see. Trevor, so you've shamed Yeah, you're in again. fucking LA. <laughs> go to a goddamn play. Right, right. I will. Um. All right. Well, for the movie game podcast, uh, Trevor. Bye bye. And Peter. Bye-bye. And I was your host, Ben. So we'll talk to y'all next week or the week after because there's a bunch of not nothing happening for a while. So they're probably going to get some evergreens coming down the pike, but that's okay because we got a lot of interesting stuff we've recorded over the years. So we'll see what comes out. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Oh, I got to plug stuff. <laughs> I forgot to plug our channel. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see all of our shows at TuscanShed.com. You can check out Geek Space Nine. We're just about to wrap up season four, I believe, um, uh, as of our actual posting. Our recordings are still in season five because that's how we roll. We also have Animania, which uh, would you guys just do in Animania, Trevor? Um, we just got back to our quick looks at the summer season after a brief hiatus and did a review of uh, Welcome to the Ballroom, a sport shonen about um, ballroom dancing. Uh, nice. What else? And God, this is really bad that I'm starting to forget the other thing we reviewed last week. I, I, I didn't. I didn't fucking. I, it's it's sort of forgettable. I can't. I, oh yeah, I, Classroom of the Elite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got it last second we'll be back next week <laughs> and we also have feast for rose which we're just about to go record the season finale so go check that out it's probably out right now and i'm sure we're gonna have lots and lots of opinions about it all right <laughs> next we'll talk to you guys next week or sometime later bye